As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. We have a new sponsor that you guys are going to love. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your team wins, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 7,000-plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.symbol.com, that's S-I-M-B-U-L-L.com, to create a free account that we deposit. Make sure you use the promo code SD to make your deposit risk-free. Visit the site and use the promo code SD, that's SD as in sugar daddy, and your deposit will be risk-free. That means if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, and no questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams. Spotify Greenroom. It's the live audio-only sports talk platform. Talk to their fans, athletes, and signs in real time. Get in the conversations you listen to every day, especially on Twitter. Share your expenses on the app and your takes. And you have a chance to be featured on one, any type of show. I mean, if it's a podcast doing it, you know, you may be featured. All you got to do is download the app for free on the iOS App Store or Google Play Store. Create your profile, link your Twitter. And then come in, you know, with your hot takes. It's with Molly McGrath. Benny, you told me the key to winning big games is wanting it more than they do. After last two performances against Clemson. How bad did you want this? More than anything, I had this one certain when I came back. Um, you know, our team played unbelievable. The defense played great. That was one of the best plays I've ever seen by Sebastian Dennis, so um, it's a great team win. You won this game without two of your best skill play- players in Israel Abanikanda and Jordan Addison. What was your mentality down the stretch without them? Uh, I mean, Rodney had fresh legs, and that was something that I think we were holding him for. Um, he came in, did a heck of a job. You know, a true freshman coming to this kind of stage. So, you know, hats off to him. You said this would be a statement win for your program. What will this do for this pit program? What does this mean? Yeah, what does this mean for you guys? No, I mean, it won't mean anything if we don't handle business these next couple of weeks. So, I mean, we're really going to enjoy this one. I'm going to go have a call one, and then we'll get ready for Miami. You hardly see a quarterback this dirty after a win. How's your body feeling? Welcome in to our Pip Panther Rants and other Sports Rants podcast. Vlad Harris, your host, brought to you by the Sports Drink. And yes, uh, Kenny, I had to rewind that several times. No musical introductions. I thought about using um, Here Comes the Hot Stepper as the intro. Maybe first Thursday I'll do that. But I just, you know, I just think after a win like this, you don't want to have like, you know, because my argument is. I think that Here Comes the Hot Stepper should replace Sweet Caroline. I think it'll be a great fourth quarter song. You know, people can jam to it, but I don't know. I mean, obviously the the, the one people really want is Party on Fifth Half. 
And, you know, I can understand the whole reason for that. I mean, well, for one, Mac Miller, it's a song that he did. And, of course, you know, if, you're, if you went to Pitt or you know, lived in Oakland especially, you're very familiar with Fifth Avenue. So it's, you know, Fifth and Forbes, the Cathedral. Um, of course, crossing Fifth to go up to, um, you know, up to the Pete or up to uh, Pitt Stadium. Watch out for that pal bus that comes and blows through 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 the red light, you know when you're crossing because that's always that's always the best one. Especially my favorite one was when I worked at Children's Hospital. It was always at intersection where where, where at Fifth where Wendy's was, and I would try to cross, and you always had that pal bus who would just freaking the red light. It, it would drop off the people. It had the red light, but it, it would just blow through after everybody left. So it didn't matter if you had, like, the walk sign, if you are going to start the walk. You know, there was many times where I saw I had the walk sign, and I was getting ready to walk, and boom, here comes this Pat bus right in front of me. And I say, you know, this Pat bus is going to freaking hit somebody one day doing this crap. And I think they, I think they did. But I don't think much came of it, though. You know, I did see, I mean, I saw some accidents on 5th. I mean, I saw one where it was actually a fender bender because um, I believe it was a, either a panhandler or a homeless person. Walked, I mean, he, he didn't have a walk sign. He just walked in the middle of 5th. And, you know, one guy stopped because he knew it was, because he saw him. But the person behind him didn't, obviously, and. You know, he tried. He slammed his brakes, but boom, hit him anyway. You know, hit him anyway. That's just a shitty way for an accident to happen. But there was that, and I think there was another time on the Soto Street. You know, there's that hill where, right across from uh, Children's, you wait for the UPMC shuttle pick you up to take you to the Second Avenue lot. And I remember it was snowing that day, and. We're all in line, and a Dodge Neon came down, and I guess the person lost control of the car because it was snowing, and it slid right into our line of people waiting for the shuttle. And you know, one of my coworkers actually ended up on the hood of the car. I mean, he tried to get out of the way. I mean, he jumped, and he you know, ended up on the hood of the car and fell. And you know, a couple of people went to the hospital. And I remember for him, he was, he had his gambling slip with him, his betting slip that he was using to make his picks. All he was worried, he wasn't, he didn't care if he was all right or not. He wanted to know if his betting slip was with him. You know, if, if, if anyone had it, he, he did find it, if it was intact. So that's a good sign of a true uh, person with a gambling problem is they're faced with a possible life or death situation. And, you know, it could have been, you know, could have ended in death, but more an injury. He's worried about his gambling paper. Towards the end of my time with you know with children's, I remember if the weather was decent, I would I would actually just walk the walk to the shuttle lot because it was just a lot easier. You know, it's fine because a lot of times I would get there at the same time as the shuttle the shuttle did when I would do my walk. Because basically, your the, the walk is pretty much downhill. I mean, you're I would go um, of course I forget which route that is. I don't know if it was my it wasn't Myron, but it was. Definitely not Myron. I'm trying to think what's the truth. That, oh, it doesn't matter. But it, I'd walk down it, and then I'd walk down Bates. And Bates pretty much is downhill. I mean, 
you're you're waving all the other cars that are stuck in that. I mean, and Bates is always was always a mess because that's pretty much the only way people knew to go. I mean, whereas you know, towards the end of my time, I you know, I bet you figured out how to get the Swineburne through back streets. Right, you know, of course, you know the UP, UPMC shell helped out a good bit with that. But yeah, I mean, it's a downhill walk. I would go down Bates, and then of course the the, the trails, the Eliza Furnace trails there, and I would go on the trail and just walk to the you know, walk to the lot, and that was that. And of course, but when I would get there, that same shell would would, would, would just be pulling in, or or just leaving, and it's a way to get some exercise. I mean, why, you know, I could have, you know, I thought about the times parking the, um, you know, parking there and walking to my, to my job, but I'd have to get there a little earlier. And, of course, I'm walking all the way up that, up Bates, and, of course, I'm going to be probably sweating a good bit. So, yeah, it's, it just wasn't going to work. But uh, it's Victory Monday, you guys. Um, I had, you know, I had a shoot with all my picks and my, um, what the, my, um, youngest child must have clicked off of it. I could go back in my podcast and get my picks, but I really don't feel like doing that right now. And I may, maybe I'll do that on Thursday. I'll go through my picks and see what, 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 my, what my record was. You know, I hate I hate re listening to my podcast, but that just you know, whatever. Put took out Clemson, uh twenty seven seventeen. Now we obviously wouldn't be where we're at, you know without Kenny Pickett this year and obviously he made one of the most iconic quotes in you know, in pit history. I mean of course there was the Tyler Palco so fucking proud against Notre Dame, you had that. That was, not, you know, obviously an iconic quote because we talked, I remember when it, you know, when it came out, when he said it, I'm sitting thinking to myself, did he just say what I think he did? And then, of course, whoever was on the Notre Dame broadcast apologized for it. We're sorry for what Kenny Pick, you know, we're sorry for what Tyler Palco just said on the, on the thing. I mean, the guy, I mean, I mean, the guy threw with 300 yards, five touchdown passes, and, you know, obviously a big game. It was an emotional game. Or, you know, his emotions were high, and, you know, he said what he said. Kenny had the more laid-back, iconic quote. And it was a great quote. I'm going to go have a cold one and get ready for Miami. After all that... you know, it's, I mean, it's, it speaks, vol- especially in Pittsburgh, it speaks volumes because, you know, Pittsburgh is blah, 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 still, still mill, blue collar mentality. You know, I just, um, I just put some drywall, I laid some bricks, you know, we did some construction on a new whatever. And of course, all right, let's pause that because the highlights just came on. You know, I worked, I worked 12 hours a day, 16 hours. We did landscaping, we cut a bunch of lawns. I'm going to go have a cold one. You know, that's obviously what a lot of us did after long days. We go and we had cold ones. I mean, he could have said beer. I'm going to have a beer but or have a drink. But that may, you know, the drink could be liquor, whatever, and it comes off maybe as if he has a drinking problem or something like that. Or he parties too much. But, you know, I'm gonna, I mean, the quote was, you know, he nailed the quote. I'm going to go have a cold one and get ready. In other words, 
I'm just gonna have a beer or whatever, and then I'm gonna go back to the you know, back to the whole thing. I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick back, relax, and then I'm gonna go get back to work, get prepared for the work week. I mean, you gotta love that because that's what we all do we, on weekends. We try to at least we, we try to keep, after you know we have stuff that we, we may have not be able to do during the week. We do on the weekend, and uh, we uh, you know finally we get we get done. We go have a cold you know a cold one. I mean, but if you're but if you're a non-alcoholic person, maybe you have a cup of coffee, you know, to relax you, a latte, or a cup of hot tea. You know, you have those type of things. I mean, I mean, what do you like best? Do you like the "so fucking proud" quote from Palka, or do you like the this one from Kenny? I mean, Pitt had a long. I mean, if we're being honest. 2004 was kind of a long year. I mean, there was so many ups and downs. And, you know, Walt Harris's future wasn't, was, wasn't really in question. And, you know, people obviously, after what happened in 2003 and, of course, the recru- yeah, rec- recruiting class in 2004, a lot of people just, uh, they couldn't wait. To, you know, they pretty much were done with, they were over Walt. And... And of course, his agent made some comments before the, before the season, and I remember people just wanted him gone after that. It, it was that was it. And of course, we start out. I mean, we lost to um, yeah, we lost to um, Nebraska early in the year. I mean, we lost I think three games that year. I'm trying to think, there was two other games we lost. I can't think of them right now off the top of my head. Oh, UConn was one of them. We lost to UConn, and there was one more we lost. Uh, shoot, it was probably, I think it was, our, oh, Syracuse that year. We lost in overtime. We lost three games, and, and I think Pitt needed the, the Notre Dame one to be bowl eligible, I, I believe. And or maybe not. I have to go back to it. I think it was, but they were 6-3, and three and they needed, you know, they obviously, needed, you know, in terms of BCS, they needed something. But I remember they beat the, they beat the crap out of South Florida to, to clinch the Big East, if I remember correctly. But which quote do you go with? I mean, you go with, uh, well, I mean, do you really have to go with just one quote? I don't, you know, I, I don't think. I mean, which one was more iconic? Well, I mean, I think they're about the same. I mean, you know, Todd did his after that, that game, and that was a long, you know, that was a hard-fought game with Notre Dame. And um, Kenny, you know, it was a tough game for him. I mean, they... Um, Clemson, you know, all Clemson had to do was show up and be, and be Clemson. And that's pretty much what Miami's going to do this weekend as well. I mean, Pitt's a heavy favorite in this one, surprisingly, which, you know, it's a world war, world we're living in. And I'm not sure who, um, you know, I think it, um, of course, I'll probably go pin that game as well. But, I mean, of course, Miami... Like Clemson, they still got really good, you know, good athletes across the board. Better athletes than Pitt, and that's what you know Clemson had pretty much. They were able to get pressure on Kenny early, but then you know Kenny eventually settled down. I mean, I mean, I mentioned last week on the podcast that this game was going to remind me a lot of Tennessee. I think I said something like that. Where you know Pitt will get rattled a bit, but they may settle down, and Kenny did. I mean, before he knew it, we were up fourteen seven at halftime, and then. The second half, Pitt imposed it. Pitt imposed their will. They ran for over, you know, they ran for 162 yards as a team against uh, 
Clemson. Ronnie Hamlin Jr. was the big guy who, you know, he was bowling through Clemson's you know defensive line. Izzy was doing his thing as well. Izzy was targeted twice during that game. Before the first half, he was targeting on a cheap hit. Then the second half, you know, they finished him off with a concussion and knocked him out of the game. But Ronnie came in and did his thing, and he picked up where basically uh, Izzy left off. Vincent Davis had some, you know, had some plays as well. I think he's, I think Vincent's on. He's, I think he's going to break one eventually. I mean, he's he doesn't have power like Izzy and Ronnie do. Both those guys have power. Vincent's more slippery, and I think he may eventually get one. Uh, you know, receivers Jordan Aston five catches eight four yards. I mean, he he was out with a concussion because I think he would have got more. He got he was out. You know, Kenny put it up there, and it just you know he was he jumped up for it, and it just that's how it happened. I mean, it was pretty much how you know Don Beebe against you know when he played for the Bills against Cleveland when he took that hit and he flipped over and landed on his head. Taser Mack, three catches, 59 yards. And, of course, he had the all-important big one that put us up 14-7 at halftime. Lucas Crawl had, you know, two catches, 29 yards. I mean, Stovall, two catches, 28. He had that – he had also a nice first down run and after the catch. And I can see why, you know, they, you know, he was brought in from Hawaii because a lot of times when you bring these transfers in, you don't know how they're, you know, they're going to be. But, obviously, his coach, his receiver's coach – uh, brought him in, and I can see why. I mean, Pitts always had their case the other dropsies, but Brennan Marion, I hope we can keep him out for this year because, I mean, give him some sort of associate head coach role or something because he's a big reason why these receivers are having are playing as, I mean, they're, they're 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 the best we've seen them play. Clemson, on the other hand. Um, this all this you know pit this game was not close. Pitt should beat this team by a lot more. Uh, the officiating in the game, and especially the second half, kept Clemson in the game. There were some you know, I guess you could say they were saying officials were you know were cracking down on calls quote, but some of them were very tic tac. You know one, one a holding call which wasn't even a hold, cost Pitt potential touchdown. Pitt the sell for three. I mean, they, I mean, yeah, and that's, I mean, that's the, the, the last touchdown Clemson got in the fourth quarter. That was gift wrapped by the officials. I'm drinking here, so sorry. But when you have, I mean, Clemson's been spoiled the last five years with, I mean, maybe six now, with guys like Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence. And a whole bunch of skill players as well. I mean, they've been blessed with so much NFL talent. And eventually there was going to be a drop-off. I mean, you have it sometimes. I mean, unless you're Nick Saban, of course, where you don't, you know, you don't worry about that. But in Clemson's case, they were eventually going to have a drop-off. It doesn't mean they're dead. I mean, they're, they're, they're maybe, they may be back next year. They may return back to their prominence next year, possibly. I mean, they are Clemson and... The Bows done, you know, you know they had they've had an amazing run. I mean, they won two national titles, and they played several. I mean, they've been the coachable playoff a bunch of times. I mean, uh, yeah, and they play in. I mean, they played for national titles on top of winning two. I mean, they've won played for at least three or 
Four wasn't four national titles, and they won two. I mean, yeah. They've had a really amazing run. And, of course, their quarterbacks are pretty much mediocre, but their receivers didn't give them much help either. I mean, they were dropping passes. I mean, they could have been easily up 14 nothing if they didn't drop the, you know, the pass over the middle. I'm starting coughing, you know, trying to hold my cost back. Cause, yeah. Sorry, Glass. But uh, overall, all in all, this was a great team win, and now they could have a cold one and get ready for Miami. And let me tell you guys about our latest new sponsor. In fact, let me find it first because I had it pulled up, and of course I can't freaking find it now. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Symbol is the sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you buy, can buy a low and sell high for profit. Use the promo code SD to make your first deposit risk-free. That means if you lose money or just decide the market is not for you, Symbol will refund it, no questions asked. And let me tell you about Spotify Greenroom. It's the live, audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. Talk to other fans, athletes, insiders in real time. Prefer watch parties, post-game breakdowns, debates, reacting to breaking news, all kind of stuff. It's basically like a Twitter, but it's, you know, you're audio-only. You're not worrying about trolls and whatnot. You know, you're not celebrating a pit win, and you're, you know, you're worried about a Penn State guy coming on and talking about Pitt's attendance, which is kind of a weird flex, by the way. I mean, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, start joining ongoing conversations, watch games together, and you know, who knows who may show up. You know, maybe uh, you know, maybe Jay Paterno will show up at you know and talk about attendance, you know, and how important it is to college football. You know, in a pit room. You know, you never know. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Run app and the iOS App Store, Google Play Store, create your profile link to Twitter, and then come in with your spicy takes. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a bunch of, like, tired subjects. Attendance is one of them. I mean, Pitt knows, and Pitt fans acknowledge they do have an attendance problem. And, you know, we, we don't really fill our stadium. We know it, and it's, it's just how it is. It's the reality of it. And maybe, you know, if Pitt keeps winning, maybe some excitement for next year will, will come aboard. I don't know. I mean, Penn State, I mean, I think a lot of us came on the hills of Penn State's loss to um, Illinois, which I, I thought they, would, they were going to win that game. And I think, I think, probably thought they would cover that too. I thought they would come in pissed off with Clifford and win it, but I'm not sure what happened there. But if I'm a, if I'm a Penn State fan, a loyal one who goes to those games and, I'm probably going to be really pissed off at James Franklin. I mean, I think that he's, you know, He's taken him to uh, several big bowl games since he's been there, but he's made some, you know, some some questionable decisions with his coaching staff, especially on offense. Last year, they have a losing season. They 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 start off pretty bad. This, you know, it seemed like they were getting on track, and then the injury that happened to Clifford against Illinois, against Iowa. And I thought they would come back with something better. You know, they would come out pissed off from a bye week and tear, tear uh, Illinois to pieces, and they lost in nine overtimes. 
But yeah, I mean, if I'm a Penn State fan, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably really, I'm really, really pissed off at that game. I'm, I'm, and I'm probably wanting to hold. That's one of. The, I mean, if you're going to hold Franklin and the staff accountable, you you do that. I mean, you have at that point what you have seen as a Penn State fan, especially the last year and, and what's what's what happened today. You definitely wonder what the hell was going on here, and you know. During the down years, you know, there was a dark years in the, in the Paterno era. I mean, that was 2004, 2000, 2004. I mean, they had that one winning season, 2002, but, you know, 2003 and 2004 were nightmares for them. And, yeah, they weren't too happy with Joe, and they wanted to hold Joe accountable and whoever else. And eventually, changes were made. I mean, they brought in Galen Hall. And they found ways to use Michael Robinson that, that you know, that, Need to happen, and of course, they went eleven and one. I think twelve one that that year, and they were probably maybe two seconds away from possibly playing in a national title. They, of course, Michigan. I mean, I'm not sure because uh, Texas and USC were both undefeated, I, I believe, as well. But if anything, Penn State probably wins a share of the national title. If anything else, it, it depends on the voters, of course, as well. If they want to give that to him, to them. And I, and to be honest with you, I doubt they would have, because they, they love you know they love Texas and USC. I mean, I do feel that the Heisman Award is very it's it's all you know politics. I think people who are going to get that. I mean, if Kenny Pickett's playing the SEC, he's probably definitely the front runner. He's going to get the award just handed to him. But for Kenny, they actually get serious consideration for the this Heisman Award. He's got the win out. To do it, and of course, there's the tired asshole argument of the, um, uh, you know, if he's a fifth year or six year QB. I personally don't care how many years he's been here. We're six and one. We're doing pretty well, and you know, if we do have a really good season, I'm, I mean, Kane can stay as long as he wants. I can care less. I mean, if he's gonna keep winning games like this, putting numbers and making making things fun to watch, then I'm definitely gonna, um, you know. I'm definitely going to keep watching them and keep, you know, keep enjoying my Saturdays. So let's get to some other things uh, around the rest of the ACC. Wake Forest beat Army 756. I didn't see that one coming, but yeah, that's pretty interesting. Uh, NC State lost to Miami. I think I took NC State this one, but my gut was thinking Miami. And I should have stuck with my gut. And uh, Miami pulled it off 31-30. You know, I initially was going to go with Miami, but I thought they they put up some big numbers because I trashed North Carolina team, and that's the thing about Miami. It doesn't matter, you know, if they if they suck or not. You cannot take Miami lightly because they still have really good athletes. Forest State UMass fifty nine three. That was expected. Syracuse. I thought Virginia Tech would win this one. It was looking like that, but I thought this was you know this was a key big this was a big game for Dino Babers and for uh, Justin Fuente. And, yeah, I think Virginia Tech pretty much is, you know, they're going to be probably looking for a new coach. Because that was one they definitely didn't need to lose. Uh, I know um, they have Virginia, they have yet to play Virginia. Virginia's 6-2, and two, and they're, that's another team Pitt really needs to worry, really worry about as well, especially in the Coastal. Brandon Armstrong had four TDs in that game. He's a really good QB, and they're, 
Bronco Mendenhall is a hell of a coach, and yeah, that's not our team in the Coastal we will have to worry about. But if Pitt wins out, and if that's the only game they lose, because you know Virginia is four and two in the ACC, then we won't have to worry too much about that. Uh, let's see, Louisville beat Boston College twenty to fourteen. I expected more from BC, but oh well. Now for the rest of the top twenty-five. Anything really, really good? I mean, since I beat Navy twenty by seven twenty, Oklahoma beat Kansas thirty-five twenty-three. People were having meltdowns about that because they thought that, well, because Oklahoma was losing early. Uh, Bama beat Tennessee fifty-two twenty-four. Ohio State they were twelve-point favorites in this game and. Shoot, they covered the 21 pretty easily. 54-7 Indiana. I realized that uh, Phoenix was out. Because I was wondering what the hell happened in there. I've been saying that they had a fluke season. But, of course, I learned three weeks ago that Phoenix got hurt. Well, actually, I just learned, you know, three weeks later he was hurt. So, you know, I missed the memo, so that's on me. Penn State loses on Illinois 2018, which is, this was an odd one. I'm, I'm wondering what the hell happened here. I mean, how does a team like Penn State lose to Illinois? And Penn State was seventh ranked. Pitt jumped Penn State in the polls in the AP, but they're below them on the you know the coaches' poll. I don't see anything else. Oregon, you know, gets past UCLA at thirty-four, thirty-one. I think I, I thought UCLA was going to beat them, but you know, Notre Dame beat USC. I thought USC would win that one because they were just you know I'm not sold on Notre Dame. Ole Miss beat LSU. That's really about it, really. Purdue got bounced out by Wisconsin. It looks like Wisconsin, I guess, is, uh, you know, they're making a little surge. But, of course, as I said before, yeah, Pitt has jumped up in the standings. I mean, we're hiring a Penn State. You know, we jumped Penn State in the rankings, on you know, in the AP, which was surprising. But uh, I think the last time Pitt was probably ranked was the 2016 season. And we were like, of course, we, we dropped out after the loss to Northwestern in the bowl game. But before that, our last ranking probably was, shoot, it was probably um, the one the once that year. Yeah, it's probably the last time we finished ranked. And, uh, yeah. I'll enjoy the uh, ranking, and I'll, I'm going to enjoy this because who knows? It can be gone anytime, any time, any soon. But of course, I'm going to you know enjoy the enjoy all this. And of course, I'm have a cold one probably while I'm enjoying it, and that's what some of you guys and ladies. I hope you do this week. No matter how things can be stressful, try to have you know try to go have a cold one. Anyways, I'm done here, guys. Hell in a pit. Talk to you later.